Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are again. We are here. Uh, we just had a show, a wonderful show, with um, Mr. Jazz Cat. He was here to play, uh, you know, some information out to us about what he's doing and how he is, you know, out there doing his thing for his uh, his uh, jazz movement. And we are happy to have had him, even though it was a short trip. Um, he'll be back again with us. You know, that's not a, a problem. You all know that. You know how it is. So uh, today, this evening, we're going to have our other artist on today, Mr. Emilio Rojas, straight out of Brooklyn. Um, he's going to be giving us some entertainment from his uh, his CD called Recession Proof. And what I'd like to do is play a little intro while we wait for him to call in. And uh, then we're going to go into the interview, and we'll also be talking about some things that our own movement is working on. And we'd be happy to invite all of you in to get involved. And, you know, if you want to be, you know, famous or or your dream is to be recognized for your art, whatever your your goal is, we are here to help you. So let's listen to some Emilio Rojas. This is really his intro on his CD and kind of give you a taste of what he does. He is really fantastic. So let me go ahead and hit you up with that. Recession proof, baby. Yeah. Recession proof, baby. Legend. Legend. Recession proof, baby. Yeah. Money on my mind, but it's in the back of it. Yeah. For me to stay, I'm motivated by cash is inaccurate. Uh-huh. The people that I know for paper chasing never had this shit. And me, I know the worth of a dollar. I wipe my ass with it. Woo. Part of my French, Sam, sorry to mama. I share my wealth with all my fam, cause I'm a communist order. I got a team that's full of swingers like I'm Tommy Lasorda. With the finest of Ford models going down in the water. Right. Money on my mind, but it's in the back of it yeah. For me to stay, I'm motivated by cash is inaccurate uh-huh. The people that I know for paper chasing never had this shit To me, I know the worth of a dollar I wipe my ass with it Woo. Part of my French, Sam, sorry to mama I share my wealth with all my fam Cause I'm a communist daughter I got a team that's full of swingers like I'm Tommy Lasorda With the finest of Ford models going down in the water Right, enjoying the scenery I got some freaks with me, they implants So keep them afloat, buoyant as we could be uh, I want that hedge fund paper, no selling greenery, nah. and I don't even sleep anymore, no selling dreams to me, I walk the line that divides all the success and excess, with cashmere in my sweats, the best dress, <laughs> the best bet, on that roulette wheel, I got my suit pressed, too fresh, cue that reel, and hit play. I live my life like it was made for the big screen And Martin Scorsese done picked me, shit I watch the government saving the big three While people's eyes are swelling, begging, please don't fix me uh, Then something in me gets stirring The fires get to burning like it's time to get to working I'm finding inspiration in the eyes of my nieces In the memories of mama late at night when I had the baddest bitches way before the cash I'm spitting And they can't take away my passion cause they lack the vision Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emilio, uh, yeah. DJ Noodles was good, baby. Uh, legend, 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 legend. Yeah. Woo. Rock City, stand up, baby. M Faces. 
these motherfuckers, man. Welcome. Here. It's Emilio Rojas. Recession proof. Phase one coming soon, baby. <laughs> DJ Noodles. Let can't fucking break me, baby. What the fuck I do? Can't break me. Lock and load. We're going in. Fix your face and pay attention. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Emilio Rojas' intro on his first CD, I believe. Uh, he's going to give us some more information on that as soon as he calls in. But let me tell you more about uh, our plans with Mingle Zone Network. Uh, Mingle Zone Network is uh, your not your average social networking organization. It's basically a bridge that connects people who have a desire to change things in their lives. Uh, whether you're tired of a 9-to-5 job and you're looking for something of an alternative to help you make a living and take care of your family and you just don't really have the time to get out there and, and look and see what is out there for you, Mingle's Own Network is your bridge. It's your portal to those resources. We use the Internet for a lot of different things, you know, the world, but nobody ever thought that there will be so many other things you can do with it. And our business is connecting people, connecting people with their dreams. Now, we are helping music artists by getting them promoted with their music, helping them build a fan base, giving them a huge web presence, just like we would any of our business associates. We even work with people who write books. We have them on the show, and we promote their books and their personalities all over the web. So if you're out there and you're looking to make some changes and you want some help with Mingle's Own Network's very well-laid-out social networking skills and marketing skills, our team can help you. So in order to get in touch with us, you want to visit our website, and that's going to be in the chat room, but I'm going to tell you, uh, for those who are not on the Internet with us, uh, you want to go to www.minglezonenetwork.ning.com, and we will be connecting you to whatever resources you need to get you started in your new career. Today's guest is going to be Emilio Rojas. Uh, I'm hoping that we, we have him on the line. Emilio, you're on the line with us. Yeah, I just I just got on. How you doing? How you doing there? I'm good. I'm good. I've been trying to I'm track good. you down for a long time. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit elusive. I have, you know, I try to stay low key. But I'm glad we finally got got in touch. Oh, well, so am I. And we just played, um, you know, a little bit of your intro. I'm not sure if you got to hear that yet, but um, you know, we got a couple of your tunes that we're gonna we're gonna put on here for my listeners. But um, okay, cool. you are are you from Brooklyn? Is that correct? Well, I'm I live in Brooklyn currently. I'm from upstate. I'm from Rochester, New York. Um, oh. It's like a city between Syracuse and Buffalo, two two hours east of the Canadian border at Niagara Falls. It's like a, I guess it's like a medium sized city. Um, like an industrial town, kind of. Kodak used to have national headquarters up there. Um, small town. Again, more of a small town, I guess. 
but that's where I'm from. I moved okay. to Brooklyn like five years ago. That's where oh. I live now. So. so did you find it to be a big difference, you know, Between. from where you were before where you grew up in Brooklyn? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely. <laughs> definitely. There's a lot more opportunity, especially in entertainment and in Brooklyn. Rochester's kind of, you know, it's limited as far as what you can do, especially with music or the arts. So I kind of... That's, uh, I had to pack up and go. I kind of left short notice. I got a phone call. Three days later, I was in a car with all my belongings and living in Brooklyn. Wow. Like the, the day later, so. So well, how did you get started in um, hip-hop? How did you, you know, get out there and decide you wanted to do what you do? Well, when I was little, like, I don't know. When I was little, I used to listen, like, all of it. Like, when I was young, like, I'm not even going to front. Everybody tries to act cool, you know, like, Pretend they didn't listen to, like, Criss Cross and MC Hammer. I was young. I listened to Criss Cross. <laughs> I listened to MC Hammer. I was in music class with pants on backwards and all that, you know, all that stupid stuff. But that's how I kind of fell in love with it. Um, my father played, like, the guitar, and, like, he was always listening to, like, you know, like, different rhythmic music, like, world music and stuff. Like, he's on a square so we always had, like, salsa, like, other types of Latin music in the house. So I just kind of, like, fell in love with, like, the more rhythmic music so. Hip-hop is pretty much rhythm. Like, it's just bass and drums for the most part. So that's kind of how I got into it. Fifth grade, I had, like, a my boy Brian. His his brother used to bring in mixtapes for us. And, you know, just kind of progressed from there. Okay. Then do you um, have your own, you know, tracks, original tracks now, or do you use, like, samples? Um, we do a mix of both. I mean... I wouldn't go I wouldn't go as far as to say that like sample based tracks aren't original pieces of music. I mean, the argument can be made that it's like kinda of like a collage, like you take like, you know, a piece of one thing and a piece of another just you know, to create your own work from it. And I think I think it's definitely a valid and original form of form of art. Um, but I do I do use original production as well. You know? Okay. Now you write your own lyrics as well? Yeah, I do. All the all the ignorant stuff that comes out of my mouth is my own. I'm gonna own up to it. Hold myself accountable. Can't blame anybody okay. else. <laughs> now, um, how many people are in your in your crew? You know, as far as like when, when you perform, it's not just you up there, right? Depends. Like my my DJ moved to Berlin. Actually, DJ Ease. What's what's up, DJ Ease? If you're listening. Um, he he was a sick DJ, really talented kid, won seven trophies in New York for turntablism and stuff. And then he packed it up, left to Berlin, because I guess there's more opportunities for, uh, like, club DJs. And New York is kind of political, so you got to have a radio show to get, like, a really popping club night, and he didn't really have that kind of pull. So he went over uh, to Europe, got it popping over there. So now it just, it just depends on the setup. Sometimes I rock, like, I rock with, with a band or, like, with the, the house DJ or DJ Angs and my boy DJ Crooklyn, but if Ease is back in town, you should rock out with him. And we just, you know, we we do our show like that. So now, do you have you already hit the international scene yet? I went to Europe two years ago. I'm supposed to go back in June or end of June, in July. And Europe is cool. I've been to Venezuela, Canada. Like, I don't know if you would consider Canada international. It's pretty close, but. 
Um, <laughs> Europe is crazy. It's like Michael Jackson. Like you step out on stage, you don't have to say anything. They don't even understand what you say, and they just go crazy. It's, it's a really eye-opening experience. Just like seeing people have a completely different appreciation. Cause like here in New York, you rock a show, and everybody, either everybody in in the in the the venue is, <clears throat> excuse me an artist themselves or they're just kind of like jaded by all the stuff that they've been privileged enough to see given the city that they they're in so the the response isn't the same it's not really the most enthusiastic audience a lot of times which is cool you adapt to it and if you could survive in new york you could survive anywhere but europe is like the exact opposite people just go crazy they have just like a really genuine almost overwhelming appreciation for for hip hop, especially the type of hip hop that I do, I guess. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've been following along and doing a lot of research because I have a lot of artists that um, are coming on the show, and those have already been on the show. Um, since we we help with promotions, um, we're looking into going into you know the international sector. Uh, just right. talk to a few people that I know. Um, uh, one of the guys I talked to was Teddy Riley from Guy, also from Blackstreet, as well as uh, Joe Stonestreet from Blackstreet. And, you know, they have experience in that. And they, they said exactly the same thing you said. You know, the the whole attention there is, is different. It's almost like you're royalty when you get over there. That's yeah, why Michael crazy. Jackson stays over there. <laughs> He'll start there before he goes anywhere else, you know, because they really, really love him over there. You know, and it's sometimes to me is a shame that you don't get that much love from your own country. You know, because some people just, just, you know, while you're there for the moment, they're loving you. You drop off for a minute, they forget you. And that's why a lot of people, you know, from the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, they still have to try to stay in it because there's always something new. So yeah. now when you perform on stage, you know, in front of anybody, how how do you feel when you do that? You know, what kind of feelings do you go through? It depends on the songs. Like sometimes you do like a party set and it's kinda of, you just wanna go have fun, crack jokes, make people laugh, like stuff like that. But like if I'm doing like a personal set or like songs that really have like personal meaning, like I'll get into it. Like I'll definitely get emotional, I'll feel I feel what I'm saying, you know, and like the best way to convince a crowd to feel what you're saying is for you to feel it yourself. So that's the mentality that I have when, when I perform and when I step on a stage. Uh, that sounds logical to me, too, because, you know, you <laughs> want to connect with your audience. Now, yeah. um, what was your first CD that you that you um, completed? Oh, man, you're going to bring it up. Um, I don't know. Like, my first, like, solo record, I did, like, a mixtape called... The and it was it was kind of like just like nine songs I had lost my job at the time so I was like alright let's go so I just did it just knocked it out real quick leaked it to the internet and that was it and then we did the, the recession proof this year I kind of sat quiet and right now I'm working on a tape with DJ Green Lantern called uh, Gentleman of Leisure um, so that's pretty much it and a full length record that's like we're being shot we're shopping it right now we're talking to the labels right now what situation works best for us? So now, has that been difficult for you trying to find the label? No, actually, surprisingly, um, we've had a lot of interest and a really, really positive response from pretty much everybody that we've sat down with. 
We've taken multiple meetings. Everybody calls us back. We have A&Rs at the shows all the time. It's kind of like being like the high school prospect player on a basketball team. Like you got the scouts coming, checking you. We're definitely doing a lot of things right. And I feel like as far as like my web presence and a lot of other things, I think I'm really like, I think my management team and my, my like viral team has done a really good job of developing me. I feel like it's really well thought out and well orchestrated and everything kind of just, it works. It's honest. There's nothing like nothing contrived. Everything is genuine. Um, so I feel like that shows and that translates and people receive it even more warmly just because of the fact that it's it's something true, it's something real, and it's not like it's not manufactured, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, when you are... Uh... You know, when you when you have more people that work with you, do you find that, you know, you guys are all in sync when you're performing together? You know, like say a individual artist and you guys do something together. Does it does it feel like you, you kinda connect when you're on that stage? It depends. It's hard to build uh musical chemistry with someone. I feel like that comes after after time spent with somebody, you know, like it's almost like a relationship. Like you have to like invest yourself like into it. Um, as far as just like me stepping out on stage as like a guest, you know, it's cool. It is what it is. It's never like I don't think it's the most dynamic thing. And I think I think that's usually the case. Like from my opinion of watching other people's, you know, doing the same thing. Like I just watch. Like okay, they're not really connecting on stage. Or like it's hard. I think it's hard to have a connection with somebody um, that you haven't had a lot of experience performing with, you know, because you're still feeling each other out. Now, do you have anybody in mind, you know, any artists that are already out there that, you know, you would want to work with? Oh, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I couldn't even begin to list them. I'm like, I'm a little out of it. I'm tired. I'm in the studio all day, so I'm kind of, my head's kind of in another place. But the, uh, as far as hip-hop artists, like, you know, all the yeah. late greats, um, definitely that Like up and coming artists there's a, there's a whole lot I like the kid Blue From Los Angeles To the Bay I'm not sure He's from California somewhere um, He's really talented kid um, I like Pacific Division Those kids are real dope But as far as I feel really blessed I feel like I'm working With a lot of the Like the most talented And just like Most genuine people that are coming up right now. I'm just I'm in a really good circle and I'm I'm very blessed to be in there. Well that's good. And I think we have somebody a caller that wants to ask some questions for you. Okay. Uh let me pull them in. Hello, caller number three, area code uh nine one uh nine. Do you want to ask Emilio a question? I do, I do, I do. How you doing Emilio? Hey what's going on man? How are you? Nothing. I'm good. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I just got a question. Um, I've been I've been hearing a lot of MCs uh, say that this is the year of the lyricist, and that like a lot of cats are gonna have to step their rhyming game up because it's not really about you know um, gimmicks anymore. It's about who can spit the best. And I think you're one of those MCs who are like a part of that group who was like mm-hmm. spitting really hard. Uh, first question is, do you agree with that? And I guess the second question, I you probably this already answered it, but, like, who are some of the other MCs you think are, like, really untouchable as far as, like, spitting really hard, intense, uh, creative lyrics right now? Well, I think, I mean, I I don't agree that it's the year of the lyricists. I mean, I, I feel like I look at these labels and I see them manufacturing artists. Like, 
I'm not going to say any names because, you know, but there's definitely a lot of manufactured artists. Like people, I feel like a lot of these artists go into the label. The label has an idea of like what they want to release, and it just comes down to whether or not you agree to put the suit on. Um, not, definitely, definitely. Like, there's a lot of weirdo stuff going on, like just weirdo, just so off the wall. Like it just looks so thought out and orchestrated, and I just I don't rock with that. Um, as far as the return to lyricism, I think there's definitely a lot more like lyricists spitting, like and getting more shine off it, but I think that's more, like, their own drive and their own, like, people are, like, really flipping the new the new media, like, to their advantage. So people are, like, pimping the Internet out crazy. You got people throwing joints out to the blogs. It's just it's a whole new platform to be heard, and that's, like, it's really beneficial. It kind of makes people step their game up. And as far as cats that I'm feeling, it's, like, my circle, um, everybody that I just mentioned, you got kids like Donnie Goins, um, Jada S, like, Torrey, Sky Zoo, like, all those kids go in. Those kids are crazy to me, like, real, real ill, real talented. They got bars, they have wordplay. It's just, there's a lot. Like, there's so many to mention, I, I couldn't even begin to just to list them all. It's like, crazy, it's crazy, it's overwhelming sometimes. There's a lot of talent, and it's good to finally see people, like, getting their shine and being given a platform to be heard. Okay, appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Much luck not, man. career, bro. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, Carla. So what I want to do, uh, Emilio, is put on another one of your uh, songs. Uh, I have something called um, Let It Out. Oh, that's garbage. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like that one? (laughs) No, no, it's cool. I'm just talking, you know, talking that mess. I'm talking mess on it. It's nothing. It's cool. I'm not upset by it. I like it. (laughs) You had me putting some stuff on here you don't even like. Right? No, 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 I like it. I'm not saying I dislike it, you know? <laughs> All right, well, that's, okay, I'll feel you. I'm cool now. I'm going to go put it on for you, and um, you take a little breather, get yourself some water, maybe, like, do some stretches or something so you stay tired. Right, cool. I know you feel. I've been working on this thing all day, so I know how you feel. <laughs> All right, I'll see you One moment, and we, we're going to get some more music from a million, and we're going to come back. And talk a little bit more, you know, about you know the rest of the songs you have on recession proof. All right. Tempo has reached critical level. Tempo has reached critical level. <laughs> Like Jesus on the cross Oh, oh Jesus, I'm a boss I got at least three months and they go on my own Gonna change a vagina monologue Into a dialogue about menage uh, I'm a bit of a stallion It's an Italian, it's gentleman Taylor She, she's so wet, she be dripping a gallon But I'm sharp as the tip of a talent Let it out That freaking you, that freaking you, that freaking you You gotta let it out You wanna move, you wanna move, you wanna move Come on and let it out That freaking you, that freaking you, that freaking you You gotta let it out Let it out Oh, <laughs> 
Oh, there she go. Just for the million you've been looking for. When I'm entering the women and I bend them in the denim and I push it slow. I see. Uh, any minute they got a burst. She's smirking the women on top of her. And they go along pills and it's all on film. I'm a cinematographer and they got a lot of purse. So I don't gotta work at all. Do not unshirt it off. Do not unshirt it off. Or you probably jerking off. Come on and just shorty wanna roll with ease. And do a little show for me. Uh, shorty, I know you're freaky because you're listening to Joe to see. So come on and just let it out. That's freaking you. That's freaking you. That's freaking you. You gotta let it out. You wanna move. You wanna move. You wanna move. Come on and let it out. That's freaking you. That's freaking you. That's freaking you. You gotta let it out. Let like the way that you move through that beat because see that beat was kind of like different right <laughs> but you were handling it <laughs> i just like that you have a unique style and it seemed like you could be you could have any kind of music in the back and you would just be handling that you know i think you were just really really good at that and you know i want to commend you on that and i think that you will be more than what you think you'll be as far as success is concerned, you know. But oh, yeah. as long as you're patient and you just keep on going in the right, you know, the right paths, I think you'll be fine. So now, oh, yeah, I'm um, good. I feel good. I'm. I don't have a doubt in my mind. Like I, I'm going. I appreciate that. I really do. You know. So thank you. So tell me about the recession proof. What made you come up with that? Because it kind of sounds like it fits in with you know the economic situation we're going through right now. Okay, truthfully, I listen to a lot of talk radio. I'm not even going to lie and act like I'm like sick. I don't really listen to, like, the radio radio. Me and my boy mm-hmm. just sit there kind of, like, listen to news radio, like, on some doomsday talk every day. And I kind of – it's a phrase that I hear tossed around. I was just like, whatever. Like, I'm going to give it away for free. We could talk about, like – you could flip it in a bunch of ways. Like, you could talk about, you know, not not really having faith in the banks or, you know, people rearranging their priorities or – also talk about just being unfazed by it. Like, look, I'm going to still have, like, my comforts and this and that regardless of what other people are going through because, like, I'm, I hustle and I get my, I get my, you know, my comforts because I work hard for them, you know. Like, I don't have to worry about any of that. So, like, nothing's really going to phase me. So we kind of just, we kind of just took it and ran with it. It's actually a title I've seen tossed around a bunch of times, like, independent of me releasing the tape. So great minds, great minds think alike, I guess. I actually walked into the studio today, and there's a, a mixtape cover in one of the magazines, uh, like, you know, the things that hold magazines, that said Recession Proof mm-hmm. on it, which is cool, you know, like, we all have a great mixtape title, so good good for whoever the hell else that was. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty good. So really are you inspired a lot by things going on in the world when you when you come up with your next project? Not really. I mean, I used to write a lot more, like, I guess you would call them, like, socially conscious type of rhymes, but as far as, like, I just, like, I wanted to stop focusing on that because that stuff could be really draining if you're doing a sitting sitting home thinking about, like, oh, man, you know, Geithner and Bernanke, they're doing all this, like, real awful stuff and they're printing all this money and they don't have any, you know, actual real capital to back it up and it's just going to cause inflation and, like, 
I know that, you know, I kind of want to forget about it a lot of times. I can just focus on things that make me happy. So that's that's kind of my mentality on that right now, like just kind of stay away from all the drama because at the end of the day, all you're going to be surrounded by is drama and why focus on it. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So do you, you ever find yourself, you know, faced with guys who want to, like, just challenge you, you know, guys from other areas, other towns, just come out of nowhere trying to challenge you and invite you to battles and stuff like that? Do you go through a lot of that? I mean, I'm, I got, like, haters and stuff. I was, you know, if you if you have another caller, it might be someone who, you know, likes to post little comments on the blogs or whatever. But I don't mm-hmm. really care. Like, people can say whatever they want. I'm not talking about them. They're talking about me. So keep talking. Appreciate it. <laughs> that's a good attitude to have, you know. And that's, that's yeah. more publicity for you. <laughs> exactly. But the more blog now, posts I get, is good. Good for me. Woohoo. Hit the parade right. and all of that. So then you are on um, MySpace and uh, a couple of other things. Did you want to tell us, you know, some links to, uh, you know, something more intense that you might be up to doing right now, like your main page or something like that? Because I can um, post it into the chat room for you. I don't have a, like, a regular website. I just have the MySpace. I have the Twitter, the YouTube. I have a Facebook. I'm, I never really check it. I actually am not really good at keeping up with any of my social network sites except for the Twitter. So, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter came came out of the, you know, out of nowhere and just smashed all the competition. It's crazy. Oh, it is. It is. Oh, my I mean, it's me. Every artist needs to be a part of any kind of social network that's out there. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what my company does as far as helping to promote artists and just getting you connected to that whole Internet thing. You know, with, we we use certain techniques to help get, you know, the fan base coming to you by just right. using, you know, the links for your pages and, and uh, you know, what they call is web optimization, which is a thing that gets the traffic coming to your site, you know, as well yeah. as some of the the social networking sites that we're involved with too, where we like I posted a lot of your um you know, whatever our show was gonna be about today, I posted on a lot of other networks today and I you know, I had a lot of people emailing me about it too. So I know it is something that can work for you. So, you know, I could send you some information, let you know how we can help get you there if you want to start going in that direction because it is a really positive thing. But Yeah, I mean definitely web presence is okay. Let's do it. It's going to kick the butt of everything else that's out there. You know, Ashton Kutcher did it. Look at it. I mean, he was going against CNN. And, exactly. um, you know, he really went out there. And I, I'm one of his uh, Twitter friends, too, him and to me. And he just responds back to you. You know, it's like he's like he takes pictures of personal pictures where you can actually, you know, you know it's him. Because sometimes when you go on a website of a celebrity, you're not sure if that's them or not. It could be somebody that's a fan pretending to be them or whatever. But, you know, when he shows pictures of of his wife steam ironing his suit, <laughs> you're, never gonna see any, you're never going to see anything like that. You know, it couldn't be a joke. Who Who else in the world is with her? We all know who she is in the room, in their bedroom, steaming a suit, you know. And I thought that was cool, although a little bit more, you know, too personal, but, you know, I would have killed him myself. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that he's really involved and he really connects and he responds and he listens to you. So it's good to have your fans out there 
know that you really care about them and pay attention to them. And, uh-huh. of course, we know there's some crazy folks out there, too. You know, you want to be careful because, you know, we have uh, fans that come up and throw water in your face when you're just walking around shaking hands or, you know, they try to stalk your house. Now, have you ever come across any stalking-like fans, you know, like, say, the young lady, probably all them young girls just snapping over you. Do you ever come across <laughs> any craziness like that? Um. I had a couple of threats, like a couple of people, you know, yo, son, next time I see you at a show, I'm going to do this or that or this. And then, you know, you go to, I mean, how stupid is that to, like, threaten to come at me at my own show? Like, that's that's really dumb. Like, I'm not even a violent dude. Like, I'm an unassuming dude. Like, I don't really care. Like, go go somewhere else with all, with all of that. Like, I'm just trying to, like, I'm trying to be successful. You don't, you can't really be successful behind iron bars or, like, you know, from a cast. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm good on all that. Like people can say whatever they want, they can make whatever empty threats they want. At the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a stay clear. I'm above all that. So, let them keep going. Whatever. Cool. Do you have security with you when you go on you know, out <laughs> <Nah>. there? <laughs> nah, never. <laughs> Got an entourage. <laughs> I roll up. Usually, I roll to spots like by myself. You know, and like whatever. Like I'm not. I fear no man but God. Like really, like. What is somebody else going to do to me that, like, like I'm my own worst critic. You can't insult me any more than I have already insulted myself. Like, I beat myself up more than anybody else could. So, like, let them let them do their worst. I guarantee I've done it ten times worse, so that really can't faze me. Whatever. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of like that myself, you know. I, I like to know that I have a really good opinion of myself, but, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm – would be a perfect person in any any kind of word, but you know, just human like everybody else. But if you're aware of your, you know, your good and your bad, then you're pretty balanced. But some people are not aware of their bad, and they mislead themselves. You know, so yeah. it's always good to get, connect with yourself, especially when you're going to connect with fans who look at you. You know, do you ever do you ever have somebody that you were a fan of and you looked up to them, and then when you met them in real life, you know, they were, like, totally, totally nasty or rude or, like, different than what they always appear to be? That's, like, everybody. That's everybody who I listen I mean, I've done joints with people, like, people that I was a fan of when I was, you know, younger and that's just, like, before, like, like, I was an artist myself, you know? You do songs mm-hmm. with the artists just because, like, you're just, like, wow, like, this is kind of cool. Like, I grew up listening to you, now I'm on the track with you. Like, I'm, you know, you meet them and they're just like the biggest jerks. It's like a dream shatterer. But at the end of the day, they have to go to sleep and they're scared, not, not you. So let them live with that. I'm good. <laughs> that is so true. Now, when it comes to, uh, you know, like other types of music, you know, give me an idea of, you know, whatever else you might have in your collection besides your hip-hop. I was listening. I listen to, like, a lot of jazz or, like, I like classic rock. I'm listening to like a lot of like Led Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones, stuff like that lately. It just puts me in a different mood. It's kind of ambient. It's kind of trance-like, and it just kind of makes me zone out a little bit. So that's what I do. Just kind of kick back, listen to that, wrap my head. Do you ever try to things. incorporate it in your in your music? Not really. I mean, I don't really consciously try to incorporate anything into my music. I just kind of let it let it be what it is. You know, and I, of course, I'm sure that I do take 
take certain things and certain things do influence me, but I never do it like consciously. I don't I don't really feel like I want to restrict myself in any way. So I never sit down and while I'm being creative with like the mindset that I have to do this or incorporate this and this and this into what I'm about to do. I don't want there to be any restrictions. I just want it to be free and unhindered. Yeah, and I, I agree because um, I think when I listen to your music, I, I feel that exactly what you're saying because it's to me it's a little just a tad bit different, but not you know I mean I I can really get the message from you. You know, a lot of times you hear some tracks out there that you don't know what the heck they saying. You know, I, I I'm like like sir, I'm not gonna name names, but there's a certain rap artist out there. I swear he must be an alcoholic or something. <laughs> Like, you know, he just drags and he just, I'm like, what is he saying? What is he talking about? You know, you know, I like, I like something that gives a message. Do you ever find yourself trying to like give a certain message when you, when you put your music out there? I mean, yeah, every, sometimes, sometimes you want to have fun. Sometimes you want to tell a story. The goal is to make people feel what you feel, no matter what, what that emotion is. So yeah, of course. Yeah, because I know, you know, back in the day when, you know, we had Run DMC and they were they were doing a lot of stuff that was controversial, but it was also stuff about, you know, the everyday life in the hood, you know, and the, mm-hmm. what folks were going through, you know, with, with things happening in the world. And, and they're still around, you know, doing their thing. Now, can you see yourself still in that game, you know, by the time you're like at their age? I think they were like on what forties, pushing fifty, something like that. Yeah. Do you see yourself still doing that kind of thing? I mean, if we are, if we're all still around, <laughs> I mean, I want to, I want to be involved in music in some capacity. I don't know if I still necessarily want to be, you know, doing shows and like I'm always gonna write. Like I always have. Like I, I started off playing the drums. You know, like I didn't start off like writing raps, but like. I'm always going to be doing something related to music, even if it's, like, on some, like, I'll fill out people's ASCAP forms or something, you know, just, like, let me let me do something. But mm-hmm. I don't know. The only time will tell, because you never really know what what direction your, your life is going to take. You never know. There's so many, like, undetermined variables and, like, things that just pop up out of the blue that you just you can't ever be sure of. So I just really, I don't even know. I hope so. Well, I, I expect to see you around, and um, I think that you have a really great talent that's going to be around for a long time because you're you're not. When I listen to you, it's not like you're uh, some type of uh, temporary icon or or you know a, you know somebody that's just doing this one kind of thing. Like, remember that group, the Baja Men, who let the dogs <laughs> yeah. out. I'm I mean, they only known the for that one song. Right. Really? <laughs> yeah. They only know they're only known for that one song. You know, like they they even did other songs but you know, they stuck with that and it's like they didn't it's like they didn't push anymore, you know, those dudes that did the Macarena, you know, things like that. <laughs> I mean it's nice to have those around when you have a nice little party, but you know, I would like to know that you you had enough talent to write more than one song. You know. Yes, I mean I I definitely don't think I'm one of the artists who's gonna let my let a song of mine become bigger than me. Like I'm a person above everything, you know, and that that's what's gonna shine through my music more than like my my music outshining me, you know. 
So. Now, do you uh, get any flack from, you know, anybody out there, you know, maybe like parents or a community organizer or anything? Anybody ever give you any kind of flack about your music at all? I mean, sometimes, you know, I I haven't really experienced it, but I'm sure. I'm sure somebody out there somewhere is saying something. You can't please everybody. I focus on the people that I do please. Well, that's good to know because uh, a lot of people get discouraged when they when they feel that way. You know, I always believe that you're going to be what somebody tells you you are if you don't use your own mind to think about it on your on your you know your own. I mean, like you only yeah. you only know who you are from the inside out. Maybe not what you appear to be to other people. So why would you let somebody else tell you who you are on the inside? You know. And if you have some goals, everybody out there doing their thing, you know, why not just go do your thing and let, and don't let anybody keep you from following your dream? Because there's a lot of people that are jealous and, you know, they don't like that you are making a move on your own and, and you're not listening to those haters and you're not letting those people discourage you. And that's somewhat a balance in the world because it's always good and bad. But I believe that you have to be strong enough to stay in the middle so that sometimes you might need a little bad, most times you need all the good, you know. Exactly. Because sometimes I mean, the bad can make you more popular. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, whatever, yo, whatever. People could say whatever they want. I don't care as long as they're saying something. So. <laughs> now, I, I have this one favorite of mine that you did called Keys to the City. What was okay. that about? You know, like, what city are you talking about? And, like, you know, what made you come up with that? <laughs> I just like I was on a I was on a train. I was looking at my sneakers. I was like, damn, yo, I have really nice sneakers on. As stupid as it sounds, <laughs> like I'm I'm not really like a sneaker sneakerhead, but I'm an Air Max head. Like I I have like hunt like a lot of pairs of Air Max sneakers, and mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, I really like my Air Max. And I was like, yo, and I just came up with the chorus. So whatever. <laughs> and I just like I feel like real smooth and like slick when I have like a like one of my favorite pairs of Air Maxes on, so I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, walking down, down the street, kind of like feeling myself a little too much. Like, it was like <laughs> one of those moments. So that's where that really came from. It, the song really, it's not really about anything. It's just like, I'm cool. And then, of course, it's like, I'm cool, and I have cool sneakers. But whatever, it's a fun song. It's a fun record. That's what, it, that's yeah, well, what it's I, really about. I like it, and um, I'm going to go ahead and like play it, it and... Um... And uh, we'll come back to talk a little bit more. And let me hit you up with Keys to the City, everybody. Let's get to work. Emilio. Midnight. Rock City, baby. It's the Keys to the City. Let's go, man. I'm in that city that never sleeps, that never stops earning The fire in my eyes, yeah, never stops burning I never stop working See, I be on the grind where you catch these Eyes on the prize with a slide in an SUV And she a dime in the eyes are especially wide Cause we alive in these difficult times Living life to the fullest The vice won't pull us but can't So now they searching for devices to plan They got my fans steady wiping their hands Keeping their eyes open People beside hoping to see my demise I feel the envy in their glance 
And I can see the jealousy is heavy in they stands And it's all cause of my current affairs and current affair They want the bras that I smash and the clothes that I wear The cars that I crash, each one of my leftovers here These are old, I can throw you the pair Cause you know I'm in a fresh pair Yankee fit and leaning, Yankee fit and leaning, Yankee fit and leaning. And I move like they handing me the keys to the city. Ain't no sleep in my city, only dreaming. I begin a fresh pyramid. Yankee fit and lean, Yankee, Yankee fit and lean, Yankee, Yankee fit and lean. And I move like they handing me the keys to the city. Ain't no sleep in my city, can't dream. Ain't a person that's alive who can stop me. Watch me, I'm smoothing out my stride now. I'm moving with a glide, cause I'm cocky. Pride in my rock streets, whipping in them eight fives. Women in my waistline, try and pull on my jeans. I don't blame them. Money gets a drug, and I'm feeding their addictions until they eyes bloodshot. And I'm living just by one thing keep a Jimmy on, and don't ever kiss the brawl with a tongue ring. Ain't no shopping bag carrying, I bury that. Ain't no tag popping, now I'm tag watch wearing that. In the four seas where you barely get the Marriott. I'm with four freaks, and we filming like it's Merrimack. Pair of slacks, wearing black like I'm killing it. Diligent, Merlot sipping. And I'm spilling it. I be in that blue and white fitted and I'm killing it. Covering my eyes like I'm feeling it. And I be in a fresh pair of Yankee fitted leaning. Yankee fitted leaning. Yankee fitted leaning. And I move like they handed me the keys to the city. Ain't no sleep in my city, only dreaming. I be in a fresh pair of I don't know why. I mean, it just felt like you were just sending out a, you know, like, like you're in. To me, that was more like an intro because, you know, when you say keys to the city, that kind of sounds like, you know, the people are, are finally recognizing you and you have made your, your stand in the middle where everybody can see you. And that's what I like when uh, artists come up with songs. And you might not have thought it was anything special. It was like, a, you know, just came up with it just like that. But do you find that people come to you and say to you things like, you know, that that meant a lot to me and that song was really about, you know, what I was going through in life? And you ever find people coming up to you telling you, you know, how your songs made them feel? Not with those records. Um, I do have, like, more personal records, like, about life experience or, like, like my father leaving and just, like, you know, witnessing, like, you know, like certain stuff like that, you know, that people have said touch them. Um. And yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's cool when you can reach people. It's it's really like, it's reassuring. It's it that's a, a huge motivation of mine. Just like, just knowing that I can I can be inspiring to people and just like provide some sort of comfort or solace. It's, it's real cool. Like it's cool to have that ability and have that opportunity too. It's not. It's like it's a blessing to just even be given that opportunity. Like it's definitely something I don't want to take for granted. Yeah, that's true. You got, you got to remember that because um, when you get people coming up to you for autographs and, you know, things like that, those are the people that are going to be the ones that make your career soar. And I know a lot of artists, 
out there, you know, they took it for granted now. They don't have to, you know, be that respectful to the fans anymore. And it's so easy for them to just, you know, shake them off. But you got to remember, you know, before you had any fans, you were sitting next to that dude on the bus. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know, and probably worked at the same place he worked at, you know, something like that. And, and nobody knew who you were. Until yeah. you, you know, that person would say, hey, that was nice. I like what you did, you know. So I always think that you should always be grateful to your fans. Even it's now the nuts, you know, they have issues, so you don't worry about them. But <laughs> you're not going to have that larger percentage of nutcases out there unless you you doing some nutcase stuff. Do you um, <laughs> travel a lot? You know, with with your um, you know your 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 songs and everything. Do you go to like a lot of little places all over the you know like Philly and. DC and LA. Do you find yourself traveling a lot now? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been catching a lot more flights. Um, like I said, I got to go back to. I'm going back to Europe in June. Um, got some stuff in Miami. I go between upstate a lot. I kind of just like recently, I kind of fell back with the shows. Just kind of, I've been focusing. I got a mixtape that I want to do. I've been really trying to shop this record and just find the best situation for for my project. Like I feel like. I feel like I created a classic album. I want to find like a really a good home for it. Like I, I sat and worked on it for for two years. You know, like it's it's a really good record. We have like live string sections, live pianos, live drums. Like the the just from a musical standpoint, like it sounds like we had a million dollar recording budget. And then I mm-hmm. I dropped probably the best verses of my life on it. <clears throat> so definitely, there's a lot of defining things. That record's gonna surprise a lot of people. Well, I want you to keep your schedule open um, uh, probably sometime, maybe like next year. We're working on a big project, um, and I want to ask you some questions, you know, in relation to that. Uh, Of course, we have American Idol that's out there, and they never Mm -hmm. represent hip-hop, you know, the way that we know hip-hop. So we at MingleZone Network decided that we were going to have a virtual talent uh, show and it started off with just having a lot of people just you know sending in their information their videos songs or whatever but then we thought about it since you know right now they got American Idol on and there's a lot of people still who probably some of the people that were in the line <laughs> going that show um, they they didn't get to live their dreams because of the style of music that they have you know or because of their unique style that wasn't acceptable by those three judges so we're actually four now. So we thought about doing something where we can start reaching people who couldn't make it to those, you know, those uh, auditions and things like that. And then it just kind of took off because now, you know, we're going to start it off probably around June. But um, mm-hmm. we're going to have people coming in, and we we have our specifics. You got to write something or perform something there in regards to change because we want to send out a message about you know how people can change, and we want music to change in some kind of ways where it you know it's good for everybody it's not negative towards anybody and it does speak something from the heart so this is the project we're just going to have everybody just submit their information and their music and their videos of themselves performing to show us that things can change and once we have all our winners in just about every genre of music we're going to go on a national tour and uh, you know, take folks all over, but we'll have some guest artists. 
hopefully we can get you to attend. As a guest and it'll artist? it'll be sometime or? next year. Huh? As a guest artist, you said? We're working on the website right now. We should have it done probably by the end of June. Once we get all these people in there, I would say by next spring, we're going to get started on, you know, well, of course we'll pick the winner by December, but we're going to get started on the tour, and we'll get some information out to you and your management so that, you know, you can consider doing that because what we like to do is to show that artists like yourself are, you know, believing in the same things as the other artists that are brand new to the game, you know, and that you can stand on stage with those people and you guys are going to be, you know, clicking where you show everybody that, you know, everything's a good route to change. Everybody can do something different, but everybody can do it together. So we would like to have you, you know, be a part of it when we get those schedules together. Just want to let you know about it. And by then you probably have some other folks, you know, that you might want to bring on, and that would be well accepted. But when we hit your... Your your part of town, you know, we want to have you come along and and share it with us. So oh, I just sure. wanted to just throw that out at you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Now, laughs> so I'll be in touch with your management in regards to that. So. Okay. But um, have, we got about five minutes left on the show, and mm-hmm. I usually ask my guests, you know, if they have any any kind of final words or you know things they want to share with fans and uh, the listeners out there in, in the, the cyberspace. Um, what do you want to tell us? I mean, just, I mean, thank you for the, the positive response and the negative response, too. It's all appreciated. Um, I hope you guys continue to support what me and all my peers do. Like, we do it for y'all at the end of the day. Um, thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to my man who called in. Thanks, you know, for having me on the show. Check out the website, the MySpace. Um, Tweet me, you know, all of that stuff. But don't try to do business on Twitter. Just because you could, you know, send me 140 character, please jump on my song, doesn't mean I'm going to do it for you. Sorry. Please talk to my manager about that. Um, and, yeah, like, just thanks. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's, it's a blessing. I really appreciate it. Well, we hope to have you back on again. I do want to thank you for coming and uh, spending some time with us and, you know, sharing your thoughts and um giving us a little bit of insight into Amelia Rojas, the person. And, um, you know, when you come back again, hopefully we can get you back really soon because I know you've got a busy schedule ahead of you and you're working on some new stuff. You know, we get you back, you can bring us some more new music, and, um, you know, and we'll be enjoying it together. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hopefully we'll get it together. All right? Okay, no problem. I'm going to go in the show with another song that, that you have um, that I picked up um it's called Here I Am, and I just really like the title on that one. But, you know, I'm just that everybody <laughs> know what I've been listening to. So, <laughs> and thanks again, Emilio, and you have a good night, and we'll see you again. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah. 
As we end the last few seconds of our show, I just want to thank everybody who came in to listen to Emilio and listen to him. That's a very bright young man, and I do wish him well, and I will continue to follow him with his career. And hopefully I can get everybody to you know be around again when we have him on once more. Uh, as, I, as I was saying in our uh, chat room, we have Earl Johnson Jr. coming on on Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. We have on Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock, Ms. Cynthia Siddle, who is an author. She's going to come and share her project with us. And then, of course, we continue to entertain you uh, again. Have a good night.